Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Fearless Generations with Terry Sayer and Kelly Fox. Hello and welcome to Fearless Generations, 12 Steps to Freedom. I am Kelly Fox and we are talking Step 10, Trust. Let go of control tonight. We're excited to get started. And first, though, I will introduce my beautiful co-host, Terry Thayer. How are you doing tonight, Terry? I'm doing fabulous. So good to be here with you, my dear. I am so glad to hear that. (laughs) Um, Yes, as... uh, as Terry was saying, we uh, we love doing this show together, and we love bringing uh, on uh, guest coaches that can expand the vocabulary and skill set for all of you as our listeners. And tonight we have on a wonderful guest, Susan Schloss. Good night. Uh, hello, Susan. Hello, Terry and Kelly. Great to be here. <laughs> Welcome, welcome. Thank you. It is great to have you back on the show. Uh, for our listeners who may not have heard you on the show before, why don't you give uh, them a quick, um, uh, sorry, my words are not coming to me right now, um, but a quick uh, idea of the type of coach you are. Sure. Um, hi, everyone. Hope you're enjoying your evening. And my name is Susan Schloss. I'm a certified money coach. And so I help people overcome obstacles in their money life that might be emotional, spiritual, or practical. And I use money archetypes to help identify exactly what energies are at play that really could use some help shifting or strengthening. Awesome. And how does that play into trusting yourself? Yes, that's a good question. So the money type that is really good at trust on the level that we're talking about is the money magician. And that's, that is the practice of tuning in on the intuitive level, taking the time to be grounded be in our heart and know what feels like the truth and the best next actions. And Mm -hmm. it's kind of the opposite end of control. Do tell. So the money type that is really into control is the tyrant. And the tyrant really needs to feel in control to feel secure. And what what we learn around trust is that security doesn't come from how much money we have, even though it's definitely money is a survival, can create survival issues, and it is related to survival. Ultimately, it's not where our security comes from. So learning how to trust no matter where the finances are 
is a great thing to pursue. That's a really cool point that you make because I feel like that is um, that's true in lots of different areas of our life, not just financial. We feel like if we have control of this or if we have control of that or this person or that situation, it's going to create um, safety or security, like you said before. And it really doesn't. It creates um, more issue and more distrust. That's right. And I think... So I love that... Mm-hmm. Go ahead. I think that that desire or impulse to want to control goes way back for most of us into our childhood. It's kind of what we learned, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. um, an, an old imprint. Yeah, for sure. I would think that for someone who felt like they had no control, which is I would guess what a lot of children feel like. They have little control over their lives. Um, And to grow up with that feeling, you could either be someone who always wants control now because you have, um, you feel like you have more power to uh, demand that control or you continue to feel helpless and like, you um, you have no choice within your life. So I definitely see how um, creating a story around control can affect our decisions as we grow up. Definitely. And it may not even be conscious. Right. Carrie, what do you think about this uh, subject that we're that we've got we've gotten into. Yeah, I just um I'm listening carefully because I I think I did a little week long session on my Terry Talks, a little minute thing that I do every morning on this very, very issue of trust and control. I think during this period in our our society, the last four and a half months when we've had various degrees of isolation in our lives, we've learned a lot about trust and we've learned a lot about control. First of all, to trust ourselves and trust those around us that are giving us information and then looking at what we have control over because this has been a time in my life where I have felt that I had a really clear delineation of what I can control and what I couldn't control concerning where I can go, where I can't go, uh, according to the dictates of um, those in authority over us. And I think it's been really, to me, self-affirming that I have complete control over the way I trust my intuition and the way I trust um, myself. Because I I clearly understood that I have control over very specific components of my life. And I didn't have control Mm -hmm. over other components of my life. And so it was a good time for me to get to know myself even better because I was by myself for a very long time. 
in the beginning when it was a very strict stay-at-home order, and I'm in the age group that was uh, susceptible to the virus. And so I, I really controlled where I went and where I, what I did and whom I contacted and how I adhered to the evidence from those that understand the situation. And it was uh, very self-affirming to make those decisions and know that I could trust myself to make decisions that would be the best for me. And that's all that we have is our control over our own responses, our own reactions, and our own choices. And so trusting myself to reach out when I wanted to reach out, be vulnerable when I wanted to be vulnerable, uh, adhere to the, to the regulations uh, because I wanted to, I chose to. And it really helped me to see, as I observed everything that was going on, that I definitely had control over my own life and my own decisions and my own reactions. And I could trust myself to make those choices based upon what was best for me. And so it's, it's been a very revelatory time. Um, there's, there was a time of openness where we could do more and now we've pulled back here in California. And, and yet I have, I have a lot of choices and I have a lot of decisions I can make based upon the control I have over my own, my own life. So that's what I was thinking while I was listening to you talk. Yeah. Powerful. Yeah, I think I think that this time has all also brought up a lot of uh concerns with people definitely on their finances with people losing jobs and also um just not knowing what the lasting effect of this situation is going to have on us financially in our families. Um, or as a country, right? So I think that maybe, Susan, you can uh, speak towards uh, that a little of the letting go of the letting go of control with uh, these, these types of concerns people might be having about their finances. Definitely. And, you know, what I've actually observed in the people I work with is that it's unexpectedly um, less of an issue for people than than they might have feared, and and yet there is so much unknown ahead of us. Um, yeah, the trust comes in, like Terry was saying, you know, trusting our own intuition, and really staying in the present with what mm-hmm. you can do today and your situation today, and I think the practice of gratitude can really help with that as well, and noticing that, hey, I'm taken care of today, and I trust that I will be taken care of. It's pretty, you know, there has been a lot of funding for people that has bridged that this time, and there's been the gift of time for a lot of people, time to reflect. Um, you know, in some ways it's brought relationships closer, it's just been different than you might expect, I think, for a lot of people. And, yeah, we don't have control over the future, but we never did. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Right. I think, I think that's been a huge, a huge realization for people, like Terry was saying, um, of what, of really how little we do have control over um, in, the, in the outside world. Um, and how 
really we can only control how we decide to um, to handle what's going on right now. And we can't control if um, others wear their masks when they're outside. We can't control if uh, certain places are open or not. We can't control, um, you know, uh, standing in line, you know, forever because, you know, there's less people working and, and uh, less stations being used or whatever it might be, right? There's all these new circumstances that exist now that we're in this situation. We can't control any of that. And beforehand, we may have felt like we did have a certain amount of control or how long it took to do something or, um, you know, how we, how we may have, you know, um, the steps we may have taken to get something done and that's been disrupted and, and shown us that we don't, we don't have control of things um, that are outside of ourselves and that involve other people. And I think that that is a really good awareness um, for us to have. Absolutely. Yeah, I just think it's really interesting. I mean, I, I feel very blessed that no one no one in my circle of influence or in my family has been affected physically by by this uh, virus. Some have been affected um, emotionally, socially, because of the especially my my very young teenage uh, grandchildren who are just dying because they can't be with their friends. Um, you know, there's been some social uh, upheaval, but for me, this has been probably one of the most positive times in my life um, because of the opportunity to reflect, to trust myself, to actually be able to make a, a T-chart of what I control and what I don't control, and then letting go of it. And even in the middle of the chaos, being able to feel peace. And fortunately for me, being an independent contractor, I qualified for unemployment insurance. I qualified for idle loan. I qualified for a PPP loan. And so financially, I also have probably been in one of the better places in my life as well. Uh, And I know everyone didn't have that experience. But for me, what I could control during this time and my ability to let go of what I couldn't control has brought me a lot of peace. And I think that is is very self-affirming in terms of trusting and trusting my higher power, which is God, and trusting that that every this too will this too will pass. And as long as I can stay in that that arena of peace and acceptance and knowing what I can and can't control and trusting that process, I'm going to come out of this just fine. And I can I can uh, navigate that for my family by setting that example and by helping them to see that you can. You just can let go. You don't have to complain. You don't have to worry. Um, you're blessed that you're not, you know, you, you do enough to protect yourself and you're not ill. And those of my family, my granddaughters that are out in the world working that have been um, exposed have come back negative. So, I mean, all of those things I feel are a blessing and they help us to move forward and trust in the present and take advantage of the peace that can come from letting go of what you can't control. 
Yeah, I love that you brought up the tool of the control, no control, T-chart. Uh, um, and I think it's a good time to transition into sharing the tools that we have to uh, share with the listeners so that they may be able to take action um, with trusting themselves and letting go of control. So, Terry, why don't you give us a, a quick explanation of how to how to do that exercise? Sure. You just simply you can just simply make two columns, and at the top of one column, they call it a T chart because you can make a big T, and those are two columns. And at the top, you would put what I control, what I don't control, and then as you're going through your day, you can actually look at the scenarios and the situations you're in and then make these decisions. What can I control? What can't I control? Or what do I, don't I control? And by doing that, you, it just brings you to that, to the present. And when you're making decisions, when you start complaining or you start mm-hmm. having expectations, you can say, whoops, wait a minute, that's on my not control list. So what do I control? I control how I react to that. I can tend to control how I love and reach out to others. I can control, you know, you, so you start then to look at your control side, and it helps you to make choices. And at those decision points, when you start to go to, towards fear and you start to have expectations and you start to beat yourself up and you start to complain, and, and uh, then you can say, okay, wait a minute. I I can't control that, so let's see what can I control, and then you get on the side of freedom, and so that's what fearless living is all about. How do you get out of fear and into freedom? And we have a lot of a lot of ways to understand that, which we're not going to go into right now. But I think that that helps a lot. And then for me, the best tool for me, and I always bring it up almost every show, is again to be grateful for the blessings that you have. And acknowledge the times that you recognize that you what you can control and what you can't, and what did you do? What action did you take? Um, you know, I I reach out to one of my children that that I don't have a lot of contact with. He's kind of alienated himself from from the family. I still have control over whether or not I reach out to him, and so I reach mm-hmm. out to him. Whether he reaches back, I don't care. I'm not attached to that outcome. I'm attached to my intention to stay in contact with him. So I reach out to him. And I don't get disappointed if he doesn't reach back because I'm going to acknowledge myself for what I have control over, which is reaching out to him, and I have no control over whether he reaches back. That's okay. So I think that knowing Mm -hmm. that, you then to the gratitudes and the acknowledgments, which to me are are my daily go-to tool. Yeah, thank you. Susan, is there a tool that you can share with us tonight that can support the listeners with this? Yes. Uh, I first want to just acknowledge, Terry, for sh- for what you shared. And I, you, you two have such fabulous tools that are that really help take us into our emotional intelligence. Very powerful. So the money types are super helpful along those lines as well. If you notice yourself tightening up or in fear, identifying that the tyrant is in the room can be very helpful. It depersonalizes it. 
So they're really useful for identifying when you're in that energy of wanting to control things and then inviting the magician to come in. And this ties to the conversation around self-care, which I think is a big part of this. In order to be able to let go, we have to take the nervous system down. And so whatever self-care tools you have that do that, like I start my day with meditation, I usually do some yoga stretches, I just make sure that my head is clear, I might do a little journaling if there's something on my mind, Um, you know, clear my space with sage or whatever. So whatever helps you connect to your own source, your own higher power, so that you've got that strength to do whatever you need to do when you find yourself stressing out during the day. Um, I think self-care comes into this conversation as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I definitely think that um, self-care comes in a great deal when we feel like we're pushing ourselves uh, or forcing something to happen, which I feel like can it definitely happens to me where I feel like I'm just continuing to push myself, even though maybe I'm tired or um, whatever might be going on. And I'm just like, oh, I need to get it done. I need to get it done. I need to get it done. And then, um, you know, I'm just exhausted on multiple levels, right? Because I didn't take a few minutes to check in and say, what do what do I really need in this moment? Do I need to, you know, write out five more emails or do I need to take five minutes to just sit still and pay attention to my breathing, right? Like when we don't take care of ourselves, it makes the situation usually more challenging. Um, if I if I take that five minutes or how whatever that time may be, if I get up and I walk around and I fill my water cup, you know, or or whatever it might be, and I take care of myself in the moment, when I come back to my work, it's a lot easier to do it, right? And so when we kind of let go of that, oh, we we need to have this done, we we can't take a break, blah blah blah, whatever we might be telling ourselves. And we allow ourselves to have self-care, then the things that we feel like we need to get done, get done and with more ease. Absolutely. And I want to add here that that is how um, abundance flows, is in that state of Mm -hmm. trust, because it takes trust to take those breaks and step away from what we think in the moment needs to get done. It takes trust to break that pattern and come back to myself, and I find that it really keeps my abundance flow open when I do that. Yeah, I love that, and I, I love what Terry said as well. Um, I know that um, a lot of people have had success lately with the control, no control exercise. It's something that I have, I have done. Uh, Rhonda, the uh, founder of the Fearless Living Institute and the creator of the 12 Steps to Freedom. Uh, she, at the beginning of the pandemic, had 
um, she was doing Facebook Lives every single day, and she was very much encouraging this exercise. And so I know a lot of people uh, did it and got great value out of it. So I encourage you to try it out and to see how it may support you. I feel like when we can clearly see where where our power lies and where we can take action, it empowers us. It makes us go, okay, I may not be able to do anything over here, but I can do a lot of things over here. And so it kind of helps us to focus on where we can do something. And it the, we can get out of that, you know, victim or helpless or hopeless kind of mode and feel like we are creating and choosing and um, deciding for ourselves again. And I feel like right now that has been really helpful to me when I feel like, okay, I can't control how school is going to function or what uh, it's going to look like when the kids go back to school. But what I can do is get the house organized and get areas set up for them to be able to do homework at home and, um, you know, put us in a situation where our space is, com- is you know, work for them to all continue to be home once school is back in session again. Right, So that's where I do have control. And so that gives me a place to focus instead of focusing on the fact that I have really no idea what's going to happen. And I don't think a lot of people do, (laughs) right, because everything changes all the time. So it's just interesting the things that uh, have come up in this conversation tonight about being grateful and taking care of ourselves and looking at where we have control and we don't have control and how all of that supports us in trusting ourselves. And I think trusting ourselves is, in my opinion, is the most important thing that I can do. I know it's not the most important thing that others can do, but for me, trusting myself and anywhere I can see and build my confidence in trusting myself, the better for me because that's what gets me into or onto the path towards freedom. So um, we have just a few minutes left, like three exactly. So, Susan, is there one thing that you would like to say that would be maybe the most important thing you would want our listeners to get out of the call tonight? Well, I think that you have both given great examples around trust. I want to say that any parents out there can take the example from Kelly. I know it's a really rough time right now, and um, I just support everyone to take care of yourselves and practice exercising that muscle of trusting yourself because Mm -hmm. every little that you do and find and and experience the positive result is going to build that confidence. Absolutely. Thank you so much. And Susan, thank you so much for being on the call again. We love having you on the call. Um, 
and we appreciate all the time that you've given to Fearless Generation and uh, the support that you've given as well. We really appreciate it. Well, I so appreciate both of you. You're doing awesome work, and thank you so much for having me. And we have yes. her information on the website, isn't that correct, Kelly? So that if people want to get a hold of her with uh, money archetypes, they could contact her? Uh, we definitely have information available on the Facebook page. Um, Susan, did you give me your information to put on the website? Yeah, it should be on the website. Okay, then it's yeah. moneywisdomcoach.com. Yeah. Then she um she is on the website if you go to fearlessgenerations.org uh and then under the tab of guest coaches, uh she will be there. So definitely go check her out and uh check her out on Facebook and uh wherever you can go to get a hold of her to learn more about her um money coaching that she offers and supporting people in that way. Um, Terry, I thank you for being here with me again tonight and love doing this with you. I want to remind everyone once again that the information of the 12 Steps to Freedom is created by Rhonda Britton, the founder and creator of the Fearless Living Institute. And if you want to find out more about Fearless Living, please go to fearlessliving.org and you can uh, find out more there. Also, if you're interested in doing uh, virtual workshops, Terry and I are doing virtual workshops and the one we have coming up next is July 29th at 5.30 Pacific time. If you're interested in that, please check out the Facebook group and we will be teaching all principles of fearless life. So, Definitely check that out. And until we hear you, I don't know, talk to you. Until next week, everyone, be fearless. Thank you, Susan. Thank you both. Bye. Be fearless. Good night. <laughs>